Parsha Shukas is filled with some incredible stories and passages, perhaps most famously the passage of Para Aduma or the story of Moshe Rabbeinu hitting the rock at Meim Ariva. However, for the next few minutes, I wanted to discuss a different story that appears in Parsha Shukas, and that is the story of none other than the Maraglim. Now you might be thinking, wait one second, Maraglim, Parsha Shukas, that doesn't sound right. We know the story of the Maraglim is in Parsha Shlach, so what am I referring to? So the answer is, I'm actually referring to a different story that appears in Parshas Chukas. And this story, I would actually argue, can more accurately be referred to as the story of the Miraglim. And I only say that because in this story, we actually find the word or the shoresh of the word Miraglim, the word Laragel, which means to spy out, a word that we actually don't find anywhere in Parshas Shlach. Now, granted, the story that we are more familiar with in Parshas Shlach, Chazal referred to as the story of the Miraglim, and that is because in Parshas Devarim, when Moshe Rabbeinu recounts that story, he does use that Shoresh. However, it is striking that we find that word to spy out, not in Parshas Shlach, but in this story in Chukas. And the question is, what is this other Miraglim story about? Why don't we know so much about it? And perhaps the beginning to an answer is that this story in Parshas Chukas is a very small story. It's really about a Pasuk long. You can argue maybe a couple of Pesukim. And this story was so smooth and swift, and it was really a smashing success in contrast to the story of the Miraglim and Parsha Shlach. And perhaps a question to consider as well is why this story was so different. And why, in fact, did Moshe Rabbeinu give it another try to send in Miraglim, considering what happened in the first story? So we'll talk all about that story and answer these questions as we enter another dimension. One not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Drash, and Sod. Journey into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes or Parsha Paradise here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha's Chukas. And if you enjoy Shiorim like this and want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, or if you just have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations, or want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group for frequent updates and links to all of the uploaded Shiorim, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Now returning to, once again, the other story of the Miraglim, the story with which we are probably less familiar. And that story appears in Parak Chaf Aleph in Sefer Bamidbar. And the Pasuk that I want to focus on is the Pasuk where we actually find the reference to these Miraglim. That's in Pasuk Laman Beis. So 2132. We'll have to translate the Pasuk a little bit loosely because that's going to be part of our share today. So the Pasuk tells us, Vaishlach Moshe and Moshe sent Liragel es Yazer to spy out the land of Yazer. This is a land that is uh, um, suburban to the cities of Amori. And they captured or they conquered its, uh, its inhabitants. And then the next word, there's a little bit of a Cree and a Ksiv over here. We'll read it according to the, the Ksiv for now. And they drove out or they dispossessed um, the Amori who were there. So we find in this story, in the middle, of, or I should say, yeah, in the midst of the conquest of Sichon and Og, when they're when they're conquering Amori, so they spy out this land called Yazer. So the question is, why did they even spy out this land? Why is Moshe Benu sending these spies, Liragel Asaretz? And um, you'll recall that we didn't find this word Liragel in Parshas Shlach. So fundamentally, the difference between Lasuris Aretz and Liragel Asaretz 
is that Lasur, um, we said from the Malbim in Musterman, it's a year ago, um, that Lasur means to spy out, or to scout out, I should say, for the good, whereas Laragel is to spy out for the bad, really to find um, either its weaknesses or to find out how you could conquer it. So the Meraglim and Parshashlach, primarily their, their role was to give back a positive report. But here we find more of a practical reason for sending in the spies. And in fact, the Ramban explains that if you look back in Parshas Shlach, Parak Lamid Gimel, Pasuk Beis, the Ramban over there explains that really sending in the spies, there was a natural reason for that. That Alpi Teva, Alpi Nature, there's a, you know, you, you want to scout out a land before you go in because you need a battle plan. And that's exactly what the Medrash Lekach Tov says. That Vayishlach Moshe the Ragel Asiyazir, Limin Moshe Derech Aris Leoshua. That Moshe Rabbeinu was actually teaching Yoshua the way of the land, Leos Mishalcha Meraglim, that he should actually send him Meraglim. That there is a militarial reason to do such a thing. And in fact, this is the basis for what Yehoshua does um, when it comes to conquering Yericho. The Moshe Rabbeinu sends, so Yehoshua sends in Meraglim. The point is that there is a rational reason in general to do such a thing. And even though in the story of the Meraglim and Parsha Shlach it was a bad idea, here, Alpi Pashib Shah, there was a fair reason to do this. Now, we don't find that every single story of conquering land involves Meraglim. So then it tells us, Ki mistama Explains the Nitziv that the people in Yazir were apparently a Ritzua Mardis, literally a strap of either rebellion or a strap of, of, of revolt. The idea being that these are people who would be a rival to the Bnei Israel, who would be a thorn in their side. We find Rashi in this week's Parsha as well, Chaf Aleph Aleph, describing Amalek in the same way, Ritzua Mardus. And because these people would become rivals to the Bnei Israel, so they needed to scout out the land, to spy it out, and to conquer them. So for the purpose of developing a, a, a game plan, a battle plan, they needed to spy out the land. And this is completely normal and acceptable under normal circumstances. Now, what you'll notice once again is that this story, this one Pusuk, which describes the spies and describes the utter conquering of this, of this area of Yazer, is a very um, starkly different result from what we found in Parsha Shlach. Here, it was a success, and we find nothing negative coming out of this story. And this is actually alluded to in Aremez, picked up on by the Balaturim. The Balaturim points out, based on the Kriya and the Ksiv that we alluded to earlier, that when the Pasuk says that they, that they dispossessed the Amori, so one way to read the word is Vayiresh. The other way to read it is Vayoresh. So according to the, the, the Ksiv, the word is actually Vayirash, that it has two Yuds. Whereas the way it's read, the Kree is Vayoresh. Now, what's the difference? Well, these words have very different meanings. Vayoresh means to drive out. Vayiresh means to inherit, like the word from Yerusha. And the Balaturim accounts for this by explaining as follows. Ksiv Vayirash. What does that mean? That really, they did not need to drive out the Amori because they ran away on their own. In other words, they didn't really have to drive anyone out or dispossess anyone. They just inherited it because the Amori just fled the scene. They were afraid. Now, in the art school Balaturim, they already pick up on a potential problem that you might have with the Balaturim's comments based on a medrash that we'll take a look at now in Drash. So in Drash, we find 
that the Medrash Tanchuma um, quoted by Rashi, that when the Pasuk says, Vayishlach Moshe the Ragelas Yazer, so explains um, Rashi, Hamaraglam Lechadua, these Maraglam, so they conquered it, Amrlona Sekreshon, they said, we're not going to do like the original ones in Parsha Shlach. Bituchimanu Bikoach Tfilasusha Moshe Lehilachim. We are, in fact, feeling confident and secure based on the power of the Tfilah of Moshe Rabbeinu that we're going to be able to do war. We will win. We're not going to back down like the other Maraglam did. And this, uh, this being the case, it sounds like there was a war that took place with the Amori. So it explains uh, the note in the Balaturim based on the commentary of the Vechor Lazahav. I'll just read it right out of here. It says, This comment seems to contradict the Midrash, which states that these spies sent by Moshe were alacritous, um, that, they, that they did the right thing. They said to themselves, we, we take assurance in Moshe's blessing. We are aware that Moshe um, sent out spies in the past, and those spies brought misfortune. We shall not do the same. Rather, we have faith in God, and we shall enter into battle. They did so, and they killed the Amori, who was there. So this is uh, quoting the Tanchuma Chafdalin, based on the Rashi that we just cited. So asks um, the Vechor Lezahav, how then can the Balaturim state that the Amori, they ran away on their own accord? So the answer would be as follows. The Pasuk does not say that the spies conquered Yazer. It says that they conquered its suburbs. So it says, meaning the Midrash explains that they accomplished this killing of the Amori who was there in those suburbs. But they did not have to kill any of the residents of Yazer, for when they heard that the suburbs had been conquered, they fled the city on their own initiative. Meaning, yes, there was a war that took place between um, Bnei Israel and Amori um, in uh, the city of Yazer, sorry, or in the suburbs of Yazer, but in the actual city, um, so that, um, that, did, um, did, that did not take place, they ran away. So by the way, that which I mentioned earlier in passing, that Yazer was a suburb of the Amori area, so uh, I correct myself right now, that uh, Yazer was the name of the city, and there were suburbs in that area. The suburbs were conquered, but the city itself was merely inherited, because at this time, the Maraglim did all the right things. They didn't make any mistakes. And so here we see a successful Maraglim story. Perhaps one reason is that they had learned from the previous Maraglim. And even though originally the Maraglim made a mistake, but there was a natural good reason to send in Maraglim, which we find supported by many of the commentators, as we quoted earlier, Moshe Rabbeinu sent them. This time they learned their lesson. It could be another reason for their success is found in the Targum Yonason, who explains, Vishadar Moshe Yos Kalev Yos Pinchas, la la la, that apparently it was... Uh, the, who were these Maraglim? It was just Kalev and Pinchas. In fact, two Maraglim who we find, the Chazal say, were the same Maraglim sent by Yehoshua. So maybe most Maraglim are not, you know, maybe most people would not have su- succeeded in such a mission. But Kalev and Pinchas, you know, they had their heads on their shoulders. And maybe that's a good muster uh, for, for all of us. You know, how many of us can say that we would have done all the right things and how many of us would have backed down? How many would give in to the Eight Sahara? How many would not? And so this might be a support to suggest that most of us might have failed, but Khalif and Pinchas would not. So either they learned from their from the from the predecessors, or this is Khalif and Pinchas, two really successful leaders. And perhaps another component to their success can be found in Sod. We have the Maharami Rutenberg in the Orla Shemayim, and he says as follows, we'll read his words and we'll try to glean something from it. The Pasuk, right before our Pasuk, says that they, that they sat, that Yisrael sat in the land of Emori. She quotes in the name of the Zohar. So that's um, and that's 233 on 233a, and he says, also look at Chela Bey's Dalad Amad Aleph. Kamasha Kasev, Yisrael, Stam Romez, Yisrael Saba. He says that Yisrael here is a reference to perhaps Yaakov Avinu himself. Dehine Matsina Bimatantari Dechsev. 
or maybe maybe it's referring to the the ancient Israel. We'll have to see what that means. By Vayered Hashem Al Har Sinai, the pasuk in Shemos and Yud Tashchaf said that Hashem descended upon Har Sinai. Ki Hayarak This was only temporary. Though we we hardly ever find that Hashem actually descends to the world. This was a one-time thing. Aval, however, says the Or Lashmaim. Kishinizke Sheitukan Hakol. Okay, um, he says that when we all fix ourselves, when, when, when the tikkun happens, when the rectification happens, Az Hashem's godliness is actually going to come down again, Aleinu, upon us, Tamid, and it'll be more permanent. This is the Bechina, this is the category, the classification of Yeshiva. Our Pasuk says, So it's not that Hashem just comes down, that Hashem just, um, just descends momentarily, but Hashem will sit with us. So explains um, the the Maharam that this is the same idea of Vayeshev Yisrael Beret Samori that that they that, that the Bnei Israel they sat in Amori that that they that they took a permanent sitting with it. Imran. He says the word Amori is a lashon of speaking. Romes apparently this is a hint to Knesset Yisrael. This is a hint to the to the assembly of Yisrael. Imra hulashon safa that the the word speaking is a lashon of safa, which means language. The gematria shechina and has the numerical value. Safa is the gematria of the word shechina, Hashem's presence. That Hashem's presence comes permanently when. When we create our rectifications, what special rectification is taking place here? Perhaps the rectification that we alluded to earlier. The makeup for the mistake of the Maraglim is now being rectified here. And when that happens, there is a permanent dwelling. There's a permanent sitting. And the Shechina is Mashra itself on us. For our purposes here, we could suggest that it was... Perhaps in a certain sense, the unity of Klai Yisrael that summons the Shechina, the sitting of Klai Yisrael. Maybe Yeshiva could be a reference to Talmud Torah as well. But our permanent setting, our, our bitachon in Hashem, our feeling of security, which summons the Shechina upon us, that is what allows us to be successful. It's what allows Hashem to be Masha his Shechina upon our work to make us successful, as he did in this particular Miraglim story. We should be zocha to have that Shechina with us always. And have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.